It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf expert, the golf guru, Uncle Dave. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Esler. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Wednesday, another golf podcast. This week, we'll have the Memorial. This one will be played in Dublin, Ohio at the Mirrorfield Golf Course. Last year's winner, John Rahm, he will return here as the favorite right now. I see some low odds here, Uncle Dave, 10 to 1 for him to repeat. And uh, you could get up to maybe to 15 to 1 on Rahm to go ahead and repeat here at the Memorial. Not a bad field here, Uncle Dave, with Bryson, Rory, uh, your boy Victor Hovland. He'll be in the field for this year's tournament. And for the new listeners, this is how we're going to go ahead and do this. Dave and I, we're going to go ahead. We're going to cover our first round leaders, head to heads. Make and miss the cut, top 40s, 20s, 10s, 5s. And, of course, you guys will go ahead and you'll get our winners. So, good day. We went ahead. We took last week off after we had a good positive streak of golf tournament, golf podcast going on. I haven't talked to you in a few days here, but I did hear a rumor that you've been golfing lately. So, how's your game been looking? Oh, you know, streaky as ever, Sleepy. If you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said I'm ready to quit. And if you asked me... Last week I said I must have been I must probably be needed to pee in a cup. I was making so many good shots. So yeah, it depends, you know. If I'm if I'm in a good headspace and I'm out there not thinking about the golf tournament that we're gonna handicap or, you know, tonight's Rockies Rangers game, I'll play golf. If I'm thinking about anything else, I'm gonna suck. So I'm guessing you haven't hustled any of the uh, senior citizens at your, your local club that you go to then over the last couple of weeks. No, I haven't. You know, it's funny that some of those guys think a dollar is like a lot of money. You know, some of those guys will mark a two-foot putt. You know, you know how people are. It's funny. I do. I actually went golfing uh, this past weekend. I wasn't very good, but uh, the guys, they make a big deal, you know, with uh, playing a dollar a hole, crap like that. We got a bunch of stuff to get to here, Uncle Dave. Let's go ahead and rip and run into this one. We've been really good with our golf podcast. Going to go ahead and probably have another good one here i want to start out with our first round leaders i'll let you go and rip a run on this one first here uncle dave these aren't exactly the easiest wagers to hit but you and i uh, we have a pretty good track record with these at least getting close or getting some pretty big winners so i'll let you go ahead and start out first first round leaders what are you thinking yeah i could have picked any one of about 20 guys but i don't want to do a two-hour podcast nor do i want that much exposure so i started with hideki uh, and here's why he's Ben, first-round leader here twice. Uh, in three of the last four years, he's opened here with rounds in the 60s. I think 40 to 1 is a bargain price for him. Uh, and I was talking to Sharp Mud Square on Twitter, or he was talking to me, and we threw out Patton Kazire. I mean, why would I not play someone who's 19th in first-round scoring average? The only drawback there is his 1.44 p.m. start time. I, I prefer guys in the morning, but I guess you can't have everything uh, at 90 to 1. Um, that's, I mean, that's an auto bet for me. Patrick Reed, 40 to one. He does have an early start time. He's playing with Justin Thomas and Hideki feature group there. So, Hey, one of those guys will go low. It'll probably be Thomas because I didn't use him. But then there's always that element of focus with three elite guys playing together. So there's that. And then Grillo, 50 to one. He's 14th in first round scoring. And he quietly shot 368s last week. And he was T9 here two years ago. So I'll probably use him somewhere else, but at 50-1 to one as a first-round leader, 
that's where he is right now. They all sound like solid wagers there, Uncle Dave. Some pretty good reasoning. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go back to a guy last week that kind of burnt me, and that was Keegan Bradley. He does have early tee time. You know, he's been golfing great, as I mentioned, let me down a little bit. So naturally, you know, the betters are going to want to go ahead and probably fade that. Uh, I don't. First round leader for Keegan Bradley right now, 50 to 1. You know, he's golfing alongside, you know, some of the best golfers in the world right now. You know, he's been paired up for this particular tournament, at least in the first round with Lanto Griffin and Fowler. I think those are probably two guys that he wouldn't mind beating up on. And he's had some good finishes here at the Memorial in the past. And he even fired a very low round of 65. Uh, That was just a few years ago, surging as of late, especially the last few months. So I figure why not go ahead. Pizza bet for me, Keegan Bradley, first round leader, 50 to 1. So let's jump over to make and miss the cut here, Uncle Dave. I'll go first with this one. This was annoying the living daylights out of me this morning. I spent probably a good half hour, 45 minutes searching, 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 and I just couldn't come up with anything. And then what I stumbled across, I stumbled across Jason Day. He's expecting his fourth child, and it's coming soon, like real soon, like maybe over the next few days. And he's been golfing, and he's been waiting for the phone call uh, from his wife that, that the baby's on the way. So if he does start and, you know, it's it's already Wednesday, you know, what do we got? We got less than 24 hours before he tees off. Um, there's a very good chance that he tees off tomorrow and that he ends up having to withdraw from this tournament. So what I would do is, you know, check your book's ruling, you know, on withdrawals. But you can go ahead and you can get day to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 245. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be all over this one here, Uncle Dave. Uh, we're rooting for babies tomorrow. Uh, He's been cut in three of the last four tournaments that he's been in, and he hasn't had a a finish, you know, inside the top 30, you know, since late February. I think if you add in the fact that Day's actually done quite well here, uh, that we're getting a little bit of value here on this wager. So as I had mentioned, you know, we're rooting for a happy and healthy baby uh, to arrive here for Jason Day over the next few days. So I'll go ahead. I'll play him, Uncle Dave, Jason Day to miss the cut at plus 245. What do you got? I got one, Sleepy. Uh, Sam Burns, plus 200 to miss the cut. Now, I know that's kind of a wait, what? Um, and I know how well he had been playing, but before that nice run, he'd missed three straight cuts in March and April, and he withdrew from the PGA last week with a back issue. You know, To me, the very fact that he's only minus 275 to make the cut is telling enough for me, so I'm going to bet that Sam Burns misses the cut at plus 200. I would hate that pick, Uncle Dave, if he was, you know, just in the middle of, you know, grooving the way that he was. But, you know, when you get a big win and, and you know, I had a big ticket on, on Burns, what, at the Valspar, you know, that that's that's a big weight off your shoulders. I mean, these guys play their, you know, entire childhoods and teenage years and college years, you know, to get into the PGA and then, you know, to, to actually win a tournament. Like, it's like, you know, finally I made it, you know, big paychecks coming, uh, a lot of exemptions and big tournaments, you know. Uh, in your future, maybe it's just a, a deep breath of fresh air. It's, you know, finally I got here. And as you had mentioned, missed a couple cuts there. So I think you're probably getting some value on a guy who potentially, you know, could go ahead and struggle again, with, you know, and you mentioned the back injury. So uh, that's certainly something that you have to look at. A pretty interesting pick there from Uncle Dave to go ahead and miss the cut. Uh, let's jump over to head-to-heads here, Uncle Dave. I got one here. I don't think this is going to be an easy one to find for a lot of people. We might get a little lucky tomorrow morning uh, when these actually when they do put out you know more of these head to heads. But I'll let you go ahead and rip and run first head to heads. What are you thinking? 
Well, you're not going to like this one, Sleepy. And, you know, last week or two weeks ago when we did this, we actually did see, you did see my notes first, but as usual, we haven't looked at each other's. And, and I'm going to take my boy Billy Ho over Keegan Bradley. Um, I have to let me humbly apologize, Sleepy. Don't get me wrong. I, I love what Bradley's been doing, but I love the fact that Billy Ho has finished 13th and 9th here in the last two years. Uh, and at that price, I think it was minus 105, um, I think. I think maybe this may be a case where people forgot about Billy Ho and uh, maybe are overvaluing Bradley a little bit. So that was the only one I could find that wasn't like, you know, huge chalk or overly obvious or, or chasing a plus 130 thing. So I'm going to I'm gonna fade your boy Keegan Bradley and take Billy Ho over him. All right, so there's Uncle Dave going against my guy, Keegan Bradley. Now, Uncle Dave, I think that one of the things that you, that you just said was that you didn't have an easy time finding – you know, head to heads. And that's been something that I've been actually struggling with too, especially with making Mr. Cut and head to heads. It seems like these books, they're just not putting out a ton of wagers, you know, within those two particular fields on some of the lower tier guys, which that's where we're looking, you know, we're looking to go ahead and find, you know, that, that Lanto Griffin guy against whoever Um, it's, it's pretty much, it's, it's all the chalky names that everybody knows. And when you do go ahead and find a guy that you think might have some value, lower name type of guy, they just, they simply just don't put them up. So uh, you do have to go ahead. You do have to search around. And I found one this morning, Uncle Dave on my bookie. And I do think this is going to be a tough one to find, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Ben Hahn over Sepp Straka. Uh, This is an even money wager, but I don't believe it should be anywhere near that price. You know, Straka was here once and that was last year. Now he finished 61st, but on has finished here 2nd, 14th, 17th, 25th. That's four top 25 finishes in his last five trips here. And he clearly has the experience over Straka. He has the results. Uh, he's going to tee off actually first tomorrow with Straka. So I think that's going to be a pretty cool way to go ahead and start my day out tomorrow at 7 a.m. So my head to head bent on over Sep Straka minus 110 again. As I mentioned, that's not an easy one to find. I did find that on my bookie. I'm guessing it'll probably be a little bit easier tomorrow, you know, with both guys paired up together and teeing off to go ahead and start this tournament. And let me give you guys one other quick one here. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Tony Finau over Louis Utezen. Finau's getting a lot of money, I think, here for, for good reason. Uh, right now, within this particular head-to-head matchup, he's the favorite in this one, minus 120. Now, Chris Dell, who most of you guys know, uh, actually wrote up a fantastic article uh, in regards strokes gained, and he gave out all the stats and information uh, for particular golfers at this venue, and Finau topped the list in many areas. I didn't see Louie anywhere on that list of guys that he had listed, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to follow Chris on this one, and if you guys want to read that article, go over to Chris's Twitter. That's at Mad Journalist. It is M-A-D-D Journalist, or go over to uh, the bettingpredators.com and uh, Chris last week he nailed two good sized plus money wagers last week so uh, I'm going to go ahead I'm going to ride his hot hand and his hard work I'm going to go ahead and play Tony Finau over Louis Utazen so that's what I got there Uncle Dave Finau over Utazen I'm going to go ahead I'm going to play Ben on over Sepp Straka I, I've been using Sepp Straka quite a bit I actually like him and I did not handicap that match so you and I have to make a a pizza bet on that one. I'll take Sepp Straka. And it was interesting. You know, you were talking about finding finding head-to-heads that are that are viable to bet. And what happens to me a lot is, you know, I'll start scrolling down the list and I'll say, well, yeah, Hideki, oh, I like him to do well this week. And then I'll see who they got him 
paired against as a, as an option, uh, you know, and it'll be somebody like, you know, in this case, I don't know if it is Patrick Reed, but it's Patrick Reed who I like to do well. So they, they always pair two guys together that I actually like to do well. So, you know, it's tough to get that. Well, I'm going to fade him this week thing. So it really is a, it really is a stretch to try to, to try to go through all the lists and find those ones because, you know, books aren't dumb and, and they, they know where the money's going. And, and, and that's why those head to heads don't come up early. They, you know, they're never out Monday as, as the, a lot of the odds are there oftentimes aren't out until Tuesday night. And, you know, sure enough, they're always pairing guys that, you know, everybody seems to like. So those are hard, but, uh, but back to yours, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pizza bet you a thousand dollars. Oh wait, that's, that's more than a pizza bet. I'm going to pizza bet you whatever you want. I'm going to take Sepp Straka. So I got some, some early morning degenerate action tomorrow. It's not often that you and I go head to head and make pizza bets against each other. But the only reason why I'll probably make this bet, one, I like this bet. But the other reason I'll make this bet is that these guys are teeing off at 7 a.m. And I'll be texting you probably after the first hole. So you might want to keep your phone on silent if you don't want to get woken up at 7 a.m. Because I'll be up. And I'll be extra motivated uh, with our little pizza bet that we have on this one. Uncle Dave, let's jump over to some top 20s, top 30s, top 10s, top 5s, whatever we got here. Let me give you a quick top 20 here, Uncle Dave, and I'll throw it over to you. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play Matthew Fitzpatrick top 20 at plus 110. Now, he's only been here twice, and he finished third here last year. You know, he's been rock solid, and my thinking is, like, he's been waiting, you know, to go ahead and have that breakthrough performance. I think it might actually come here, Uncle Dave Fitzpatrick. He took off last week. I have a feeling that that was probably by design. You know, he has three top five finishes in his last nine events and also three top 20s, you know, to go along with this top fives uh, in eight of his last nine events. So this guy's been golfing, you know, probably as good as anybody right now. Uh, His stats are very good. Shots gained across the board, rock solid, 16th in driving accuracy. And he's going to have an early tee time, which I really like. And I'm also super excited with who he got paired up with uh, in Cameron Tramp and Troy Merritt. And I feel like he's due for, you know, kind of a breakthrough here. So I feel people have been betting on him. And, you know, although that he hasn't won, uh, he has been cashing tickets. So maybe some value on Fitzpatrick this week, Uncle Dave. Top 20 plus 110. What do you got? Top 30s, 20s, 5s, 10s. What do you got? Um, I got a top five, which I don't normally do, but the world seems to like Victor Hovland, and I don't disagree. But he's only 15 to 1 to win. He's actually the second favorite behind Rom. So I'm going to play him T5 at plus 350. And it's another guy that if he's back a few after Thursday, maybe get a better price to win, unless he's back 100. Um, and I have to use Neyman somewhere. He's just too talented not to. Uh, and keeping with my Dave's Not Greedy thing, I bet him. T20 at plus 140. You might could go higher, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with plus 140. Uh, and because I do like Kazire as a first-round leader, and he, he could well win. Uh, you know, I saw him top 20 at plus 350. I couldn't resist that one. Uh, Christian Bazudenhoots, the guy hasn't missed a cut all year. I can get him even money to finish top 40. That's kind of a no-brainer. And lastly, Cam Smith top 30 plus buck and a quarter. You know, there was a time not long ago he was playing so well that you know, he'd have, he'd have been this price for a top 20 or, or higher. You know, let's not forget he's still the 28th-ranked golfer in the world, and he's had six top 10s this year. So I think at plus 125, just to be T30 or better, that's a that's a bargain price. So those are the guys I've got slotted in there, Sleepy. 
All right, solid stuff there, Uncle Dave. Uh, let me go ahead and give you guys a top 30 that I like here. Uh, Billy Horschel, he's been consistent at this golf course. You're not going to find a ton of low rounds for Billy, though. I like the experience that he has here at Merrifield Village. He has a handful of top 20 finishes, and that's all I'm really looking for, you know, with this particular field. You know, it's not really jam-packed with, you know, a ton of top guys that have actually dominated this course. I feel like Horschel, you know, trend-wise, will probably bounce back and have, you know, good showing after a T40 finish at the Charles Schwab last week. And Horschel is one of those guys where, you know, he just doesn't string together, you know, three or four subpar tournaments in a row. He always seems to find like his strong game. You know, if he has like two down tournaments, like that next tournament, like he comes back uh, pretty strong. So trend wise, uh, this tournament would indicate that he would probably come back here uh, rather strong. And I'll say this top 30 wager here on Horschel, perhaps. You know, it's going to be one of my strongest on the card. And I, and I feel like this one probably has a ton of value. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys that top 30. Billy Horschel at minus 110. All right, Uncle Dave, we went through our first round leaders, said the heads make the missed cuts, top 30s, 20s, 5s, and all that. But now uh, it's time for our winners. And let me give you a real short handicap here, Uncle Dave, a guy that you just mentioned, Cam Smith. I'm going to go ahead I'm going to play him. And you can get him right now. I think he's 50 to 1. Now, he was, you know, he won the Zurich, and that was just, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And he took off, you know, last week after the PGA Championship. I just feel like he'll be ready, and, and he's doing. He, and, and he's just golfing well. And at 50 to 1, I figure maybe there's a little bit of value there on Cam Smith. So I'll go ahead. I'll give you that one quick uh, for one of my winners. What are you thinking, Uncle Dave, for your winners this week? Well, this was a tough one. You know, there's a lot of guys that we haven't even talked about that could well win. You know, Rom's favorite. We did talk about Pavlin. But, you know, JT, McElroy, Morikawa, Shoffley, Spaeth, Cantley. I mean, we didn't use any of those guys. Bryson. Um, and those guys are certainly capable of winning. You know, I just want to reiterate that I don't typically use those guys strictly because – I don't see a ton of value, and my ego doesn't need to pick the winner. I just need to make money. So, you know, those are guys, you know, I do like Xander. I do like Morikawa, but, you know, maybe I'll wait and see if I can't get a little bit of a better odds later. But, you know, my my kind of chalk guy is this guy you mentioned, Tony Finau. I, I know it's always a tough bet to, to do that, but I guess do you want to be that guy that didn't have him when he does finally win? You know, he did finish 8th and 13th in two of the last three years. And since I think everyone seems to be off the win, will Tony win train? Maybe there's less pressure on him to win, a good price there. Uh, Patrick Reed, 35 to 1, 10th there last year. He's eighth ranked golfer in the world, arguably the best putter on tour. He's also ninth in shots gained total and maybe just a bit forgotten is his 17th at the PGA and eighth at the Masters, probably overshadowed by the miscut last week. Um, Grillo at 55 to 1 has some value. You know, the guy's third in greens of regulation and Clearly, that's not a bad place to start. You know, he's not a good putter, but this course has been redone. I think they were ripping up the greens as they were finishing uh, last week. You know, guy last group had finished the 15th hole, and was they're teeing off on 16, they're ripping up the green. So, uh, seeing the course is all redone, I'm not sure all these guys aren't starting at a little bit of a disadvantage, um, even having played here. I don't know. And my holy shit guy is Patton Gazeer, 140 to 1. You know, he's a better golfer than that. So, those are guys I'm betting now to win. And as I said, you know, if I see some value after the first round or even the second round, then we, we may go back on some of those uh, chalky favorites that everybody knows. But those are a, those are a few that would be, be great value bets to win. 
All right, so there's a bunch of winners there from Uncle Dave. You know, Fina crossed my crossed my mind there for a couple minutes there, Uncle Dave. And, you know, he's been a guy that you and I have talked about on podcasts over the last couple of years where, you know, he just seems to fail to finish. And it seems like we, we've kind of we, – we really haven't plugged him in, you know, to be a winner, you know, over the last couple of years. We use him in, like, particular spots. The fact that you're going to go ahead and you're going to use him here to win – I, that that's not a mistake. Like there's gotta be a time when you go ahead and you, and you do go ahead and say, you know, what, I'm going to play this guy no matter what. And uh, this is probably not a bad week to do it. Uh, a lot of the sharp guys, you know, think that Tony probably does rather well. I'm kind of happy that you have him on your card uh, because there is a chance that he's going to go ahead and cash eventually. And uh, you know, the streak that we've been on of not picking him to win is going to come to an end. So a uh, solid pick there with Tony Finau. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play a guy. That just seems to let me down no matter, you know, how much how much money I put on this guy and, and when I bet him. And that's Xander. Played him last week. Um, he didn't do so well for me. But I don't know. There's just something with this dude. Like, he's 17 the one to go ahead and win. And I know it's chalky. And, and I normally don't play these, Uncle Dave. You know that. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do that here. Now, he was cut last week. And I think that that gives him motivation to come here, bounce back, and have a strong tournament. You know, you can't really deny how good this guy is. His stats are just off the charts. Now, he's six right now in the FedEx. I don't know how many more, you know, top three, four, fives, or ten finishes, you know, that this guy needs. But eventually, you know, he's going to end up breaking through and getting a win this year. Now, he does have an early tee time, and he's paired with Rom and Morikawa. So you have to kind of love that. And as I mentioned, you know, I just like to, I simply don't like playing chalky guys to go and win. But I just feel like, Xander let me down last week, and, and most betters are going to go ahead and fade that, and, and I'm simply not. He's just he's too good of a golfer, and eventually he's going to come through for me. You know, the same way that, you know, Fina is probably going to come through for, you know, Uncle Dave or I, you know, one of these weekends too. So uh, that's what I'll do, Uncle Dave. I'm going to keep it short and sweet with my winners. I don't have any long shots this week. Uh, there just wasn't a whole lot out there that really was appealing to me. So uh, Xander Shoffley for me, 17-1 to to go ahead and win. So that'll wrap up our podcast, guys. Uncle Dave, we gave you our first-round leaders. Make miss the cut. Head-to-heads, top 20s, 5s, 10s, winners, and all that good stuff in between. Uncle Dave and I, we got a pizza bet. We got the first tea time tomorrow at 7 a.m. This is going to be interesting. I got on. He went ahead. He got Straka. So uh, I'll be texting Uncle Dave early. I'm guessing the first hole I'm going to end up getting a, uh, a birdie. And Uncle Dave is going to end up with a, with a Straka bogey. So you'll be getting a text early tomorrow morning to Uncle Dave. As I mentioned, Chris Dell actually put up a really good article on uh, strokes gained for this particular tournament. You guys can go ahead and check that out over at thebettingpredators.com. But with that said, you guys know where to find me at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You know where to find Uncle Dave at Dave underscore S. And you know where to find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>